Welcome to the ARPA Animal Rescue of the Week podcast, featuring outstanding organizations around the country that are helping animals and the people who rescue them. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Dubert.com. Dubert is a free website designed to connect volunteers with rescues and shelters, and the only site that automates rescue relay transport. Let's meet this week's featured animal rescue. Tracy Bell is the founder of Wild Thunder Wars, which is located in rural Independence, Iowa. For more than 25 years, she has been saving animals of all types. Everything from cats and hamsters to bats, reptiles, mammals, and raptors. Not only does Tracy have a love for animals, but she is also a talented artist, and through her photography, drawing, painting, and sculpting, she's able to help raise money and support the critters that she cares for at Wild Thunder. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you today? I'm I'm doing fine. Good. Great. Well, you're with Wild Thunder Wildlife, uh, which is animal rehabilitation and sanctuary uh, in Iowa. And we're anxious to learn a little bit more about you. So why don't you give us the background and, and kind of tell us what you do? Um, my name is Tracy Bell. I am a state and federally licensed wildlife rehabilitator. We take in everything literally from bats, cats to bald eagles. Um, we, uh, you know, take in special needs, medically compromised cats, um, cats that have been hit by cars, cats with seizures, diabetics, three-legged cats, cats that are blind. Um, we have different, different, uh, needs here. Um, you know, with our, our hopes to get our, our, our flight cage for our eagles so they can stay in Buchanan County next year. Wow, that's pretty cool. So you do a little bit of everything. Um, why don't you, how did you get started into this? I think I read that you've been doing this for about 20 or 25 years. How did you get involved? How did Wild Thunder come about? Um, honestly, I I was a street kid. Um, I was on the streets as a kid for a couple years. And I met a wildlife organization that kind of took me under their wing and gave me something to do and kept me out of trouble. And um, that's kind of what fired the uh, love of reptiles. And then when uh, I was out here in 96, um, I got involved with a wildlife group. And uh, three years ago, we started uh, our own. Wild Thunder's been kind of existing here and there because we also ha- I'm also an artist. So that's the name of my um, art business as well. But, uh, you know, Wild Thunder Wildlife is, is took off a uh, big time about three years ago. Another situation in January when we helped a hoarding case, uh, we took in over 400 animals at that time. Um, and that's kind of what really lit a, lit a fire underneath Wild Thunder, and we have just exploded since then. Wow, 400 animals. That's a... That's a pretty large group. And do you have space for that? Or do you have a do you have a building or do you do this out of your home? Mm. Tell us a little bit about the location and and what that looks like for you. We have a building that was built that was donated to us two years ago and we are still in the process of doing renovations. We plan on adding another door here uh, within the next few months. Um, and most of those animals were small animals, rodents, chinchillas, hedgehogs, snakes, lizards, things that could be contained in smaller, smaller capacity. Uh, but uh, wow. so we were able to juggle uh, quite a bit. We've had uh, an, an, uh, a wonderful array of volunteers that come in. Uh, my partner, Kim Wessels, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's my, my, my right-hand man for sure in this. Uh, and I have the support of my husband as well. And the community's wow. been phenomenal. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the community 
uh, for a minute here because you had mentioned that you guys are, are quite heavily involved uh, with the community. So why don't you tell us some of the different programs and, and partnerships that you have there? Uh, we partner with several different uh, rescues around uh, the state so that we can help the animals that come in. But as far as our community, um, we work with the police department. We work with the sheriff's department. Uh, just uh, Friday, I was in the river in Cedar Rapids with the fire department. We were off to try to catch a pelican, but unfortunately the water levels wouldn't allow boat access. Um, but... Uh, uh, you know, so fire department or the police department can call me at all hours and I will go out and assist it with uh, wildlife uh, in need. Um, you know, just last week it was a raccoon that was uh, bit by a dog and underneath a car in the dealership. But, uh, oh my. you know, we uh, we have kids come through here. We, we visit the nursing homes. Um, we, we, you know, we just really like to be involved in our uh, community. I was recognized as Citizen of the Year this year. I was chosen as one of the nine who care in Cedar Rapids. Um, so we just try to help our community. That's our goal, to help animals and to, to assist our community. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. So why don't you talk to me a little bit? You guys actually partner with Prairie Hills uh, in your community, and, and that's a pretty cool thing that you guys do uh, in partnering with them. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about that and and how you got it how you got started with that and and how the residents act when you come in why don't you tell us a little bit more about that because i think that's pretty neat we uh you know i don't know necessarily if it's a partnership but we do they call us and and we'll take in our animals uh usually smaller animals uh, we're working on the new saint bernard shelter shelter pet to to help um and visit as well but as of right now we'll take the bunnies and uh, the a bunny and the bearded dragon and um our hedgehog and sometimes a rat we don't take the snakes because we don't want to freak out the, the the people but uh, uh they they really respond well to the bearded dragon they seem to really like him yeah that's an interesting one for me but i love that you guys are getting in touch with you know, with different organizations and different groups in your community for that. I think that's, you know, that's definitely needed and, and it helps strengthen the bond, right, between organizations and mm -hmm. and uh, other groups. So um, that's really great. And do groups, can groups schedule a time to come to you? What does that look like? Do you guys do anything with Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, that kind of thing? We do. We've had uh, a few weeks ago, it was the um, high school in Jessup that came and, and, and a group came through. We've had uh, AmeriCorps come in and volunteer and, and come through. Um, unfortunately, because we are sh uh, so small, when they do come in, we have to, you know, do smaller groups in different rooms. But uh, we've got critters and different critters in every room, so it usually works out pretty well. Yeah, and do you guys have, when they come, do you have programs at all? Like, is there a learning aspect to that? What are they What are they coming for? Are they coming to help clean? Are they coming to learn? Sometimes they come to help clean. Sometimes they come to help learn. I mean, every year we take in, uh, okay. interns from the colleges. But, um, you know, and we, and, and we do try to, um, you know, we answer all their questions. We had a special needs group come in not too long ago, which was <laughs> amazing and so heartwarming. We had uh, one of the, the young men was, was blind. Um, so it was uh, quite uh, wonderful to share the different textures of the different animals that we had here for him, um, sure. as well as just watching the smiles on the other, other special needs uh, people. It was, uh, it was one of my favorite groups. 
Yeah. So I bet. So as much as you teach them, you learn from them as well. It oh, always. Like a, always. A dual. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, definitely interesting. So if people wanted to get in touch with you and, and learn more about that, are you guys open for them? Are there limitations? How do they reach you if um, they want to get a group involved? We are open um, 365 days a week but or a year, but we do request, we're not open any scheduled hours um, because okay. we do work with the federal wardens and we take in the bald eagles um, very often, even like the Pelican on Friday, you know, it was a spontaneous, uh, let's get together, let's do this. If a federal warden calls and says, Tracy, we have an eagle in distress, you know, it's close the doors and we're off to find an eagle. Um, you know, at one point it was 10 o'clock at night and, uh, the sheriff said that there was a deer in the river. So I found myself up to my neck in water trying to get a full grown deer out of the water. Um, it just, uh, depends. Um, so if they're going to, we request that they get a hold of us and we make an appointment, um, so that we can be here. Yeah, absolutely. That makes, that makes sense. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges, um, that you guys see in your community. Um, are there any challenges with the animals that you house? Are there any challenges that the, that you might have with the public? Where can you use their help? Uh, funding, you know, we really, really, really need a flight cage, um, so that we can, again, keep our raptors and eagles in Buchanan County. As of right now, we stabilize, we triage, and um, then the larger birds, the vultures, the red tails, and the bald eagles are transferred to the SOAR Foundation, which we work very closely with. Phenomenal organization up in Deadham, Iowa. Um, SOAR stands for Saving Our Avian Resources. Um, And uh, so we just, just a few, uh, we just did a eagle release uh, a few weeks ago, and it was, we recorded it, and it's on our Facebook page. Um, But, uh, so funding, you know, we need to build flight cages. We need to be able to uh, better serve the animals that come to us. Tell us a little bit about that flight cage. What, What does that entail? How is it used? The flight cage for the eagles minimum needs to be 100 feet long. 20 feet wide, 16 feet high. This enables us to put our rehabilitated raptors or larger birds in there so they have space to test their wings so we can see um, if they're, if they're you know, getting on those perches, if they're sticking their landings. We'll be able to watch their wings, um, see if there's, you know, uh, how they're working, if, they're, if there's, you know, something else um, so we can observe uh, how they're healing. And sure. getting them that's, ready for release. Yeah, that's really, really important, right? I mean, you can't really release them until you know that they're okay to make it on their own. So Absolutely. that's definitely a big piece. Yeah, I can see how that's really, really important. Um, and do you guys, well, we're talking about funding. Do you guys partner with any of your local vets? How does, how does, that, how does that work for you guys? We do work with several different vets. We work with uh, Old Wine Veterinarian Clinic. Ken McDonough, McDonough is, is our primary veterinarian. Um, he works with us with a SNAP program he has for our uh, multiple cats that we get fixed um, and spayed and neutered shots through him. Uh, we also work with Edgewood Animal Hospital. They help with, with, with our exotic animals um, that come in. Um, and, uh, you know, if we have an emergency, our, our veterinarian, um, here, uh, 
um, is, is, are very helpful too. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's always good to have partners, uh, you know, in the community. And, and it sounds like, you know, definitely you, you have some that you've been working with and that you continue to work with. Um, and, I, and we know without, you know, those partnerships that organizations like yours can't really succeed. So we Absolutely. know that's a, that's a big piece of it. Yeah, so in talking about some of the challenges and the funding and, and different areas in the community, what else do you guys have where people can help you? Uh, we are always looking for volunteers um, and supplies. You know, we go through approximately 250 pounds of cat litter a, a week. Um, so cat chow, cat litter, um, towels, uh, flat sheets, uh, cleaners, um, bleaches, um, just you, just your basic, you know, uh, supplies, paper towels. Um, but the volunteers are huge. You know, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without the help of volunteers. Yeah, definitely important. Um, you know, in every organization, are there certain kinds of tasks that you're looking for volunteers to do? Um, you know, we'd be content if we had people just to come in and clean and or, or just to feed and water, you know, every day. Uh, we have uh, two volunteers that come in to help us clean with the cats uh, twice a week, but that leaves the rest up to, um, unfortunately, me. That's a full-time job. Is this what you do full-time, or do you have another job on top of this? This is my primary, primarily this is what I do. I am an artist. We do, I am a photographer. We have, a, I have an art business on the side that my husband and I um, uh, work at, but, and, and again, all, a lot of that is donated right back to the organization. Uh, so we kind of talked about the funding. We talked about the volunteers. Are there any other challenges uh, that you guys have as an organization? Um, challenges. Just, just you know, just just last night we had a, a cat come in that we had adopted out and uh, he had a auto, autoimmune disorder that suddenly um, uh, was dormant and it came and was no longer dormant and it attacked his red blood cells and we lost him. Um, even though we, oh we called the vets or even though we rushed him to the uh, specialty center in Cedar Rapids, um, those type of challenges are are hardest, you know, again, with the funding. Yeah. You know, we've got to be able to make sure we have the funding so we can get them to the veterinarians we need. But um, yeah. the challenges of just day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, the, the strain on your heart, the strain on your, you know, just the stress of dealing yeah. with, you know, because we do primarily uh, sick, injured, and special needs animals, it, it, it pulls on your heart a lot. Yeah, I can only I can only imagine uh, what that what that does, right? You, there are always really good stories that stick with you, and and at the same time, there are just as many heartbreaking ones mm -hmm. uh, as well. So it can definitely understand that that's a that that's a challenge. So I want to talk about some of those happy stories. Uh, I'm sure being in this for so many years uh, that you have a couple up your sleeves. So why don't you pick one or two and, and share those with us? Uh, we do. You know, I'll start with uh, Delaware 2, we call it. Delaware 2 was an injured bald eagle we found in D Delaware. And uh, we brought him in and we've got, we got him stabilized. He was, he was transferred to SOAR. And we were uh, very privileged to be a part of the uh, Federal Wildlife Fish and Game um, program to where he was one of the very few released and rehabbed eagles that were uh, uh, released with the transmitter. So we were able to uh, track her from uh, 
there several, you know, where where she was released to several different counties, including two different states, um, uh, for for several months, which was quite an honor. Um, Stinky is another story. Little Stinky was a fawn that came in. Uh, his mother was hit by a car. He was spontaneously birthed with a severe uh, uh, head trauma and skull fracture, um, and it took a lot of uh, very intricate uh, rehabilitation patients love care um, and time um, to get him number one stable and then uh, to get him integrated um, out in the small herd that we had um, and then several months later you know we got to watch this little guy the hole for one that the hole in his head heal um, and and all functions came back and he was able to run and play and we actually have uh, that a small video on our Facebook or a documentation that video on our Facebook on our page our website uh, of, of his his eventual release um, so that was that was one of our stories we've got a uh, little wonder kitty came in uh, was hit by a pallet in a in a, in a yard and a, a work yard and uh, came in paralyzed um, four or five days later, he started to move, and Little Wonder is now a full-grown, normal, um, normal, normal cat. Um, but yeah, just things like that is what keeps us going. Yeah, that's definitely pretty amazing. Uh, I was very intrigued looking over your website on not only the rehabilitation that you do, but the fact that you guys record those releases, and, and some of them are just incredible, right? You you get them at their worst and you nurse them through. And then to see them at full function, going back into the wildlife where they belong, I mean, that just, that has to do something to you. It does. It is one of the best feelings ever when you take an animal that you know barely survived. And, um, you know, uh, we we had a, a little fox come in this year that had, was his, his entire... Uh, um, little colony was wiped out by coyote and we had this little fox come in um, just a few weeks old with an injured paw and uh, we were able to nurture nurture him and, and get him back out into the wild and when we watched him run free that day it was a wonderful feeling to know that he had that second chance and that's one of the reasons our, our main motto is giving Earth's creatures a second chance. Yeah that's beautiful uh i'm sure as you've been touched i'm sure others in the community have been touched as well and uh the future that that you guys have i'm really excited to see how that continues to grow and do you have anything coming up in the near future where people can get involved uh and help out um we always do uh our two fun two main fundraisers uh, we do one in the spring and one in the summer. Uh, this uh, spring, uh, usually around April, and we're going to gear this one towards Earth Day. Um, but we will have our spring fundraiser uh, probably at the facility in, in Independence there because there's just more room um, and more space for, for parking for people. Um, but, uh, and, and absolutely, if people want to come help, you know, we need donations. We need things to auction off. Um, we're looking for a, a, an auctioneer to jo join us for the spring. Um, and again, volunteers. Volunteers are critical to what we do. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of talked, you, you mentioned the spring one. What do you guys have coming up in the in the summer months? What do you do there? Um, in the summer, we have another, uh, we'll, we'll usually do more of an open house then um, because we want our donors and our people to see where their money goes, what it is that we do. You know, when we, we do it at, at locations off, off site, you know, it's great, but we want people to know that every dime they give us goes to these animals, goes to their care, goes to the facility, um, and we want them to see the progress. You know, we've not only um, gotten the building moved here, but we've gotten uh, granted, we've got water and sewer, and we've put on a new roof, and uh, we're planning on putting in a new door, and we've added an isolation room. And it's a small facility, but we say it's a small it's a small rescue with a big heart. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I definitely love the idea of an open house um, in the summer. And so will you announce that on your Facebook page or on your website? Where can people watch we for that announcement? We do, you know, and I know I need to keep my update uh, website updated. Again, if we had a volunteer to help us with that, that'd be phenomenal. Um, but we, I just get so busy that Facebook is probably the most updated uh, information you're going to find. Because I just okay. don't uh, often get the uh, website updated as much as it needs to be. Yeah, of course. So we definitely talked about the different ways that people can help, right? Funding, um, volunteering, uh, whether it's day-to-day -day or uh, for the fundraisers that you have coming up in the spring mm -hmm. and summer. Um, you guys also sell t-shirts online. Uh, and I also saw that you guys have an Amazon wish list. Are those uh options available for people as well absolutely we sell shirts we sell hoodies we have scarves we have koozies um pretty much any any you know m many different uh merchandise items uh we have available uh just to support wild thunder um and the animal rehab uh my husband makes metal metal work and metal art that we sell and their proceeds go to wild thunder um i make jewelry uh, a lot of my uh, photography shoots, again, you know, uh, go, the proceeds go towards Wild Thunder. So, I mean, if people want, you know, uh, photographs or whatnot, we also sell some of our wildlife prints, which, again, <laughs> I need to get updated onto our, our, site, our sale sites. But uh, uh, we recently sold uh, not only one of our bald eagles a print, but uh, we called him Sir Winston, and it was a photograph of him sitting on a pole. He was one of our owls that would come back to us, fly down to my feet beg for food until he finally figured things out and uh, I had a wonderful photograph of him sitting on a pole eating his dinner and um, that, that photograph sold has sold several copies. Pretty neat that you're not only doing art for yourself but you're doing it on a larger platform so I think that's really cool that you're sharing those stories and that others can can participate in that uh, as well so I think that's very a very cool way to engage uh, not only members of your organization, but the community in general. Um, so I wanted to ask as we kind of wrap things up, did we miss anything? Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I, I, I think that we, we've covered uh, quite a bit, you know, as far as, um, you know, what we do, what we try to offer the community. You know, we, we, you know, we have people coming from all over the state to bring us injured animals. Um, you know, this is our big bat time of year, so we get more bats in this time of year than any, any time. Um, but uh, no, I, I think we've covered, qu covered quite a bit. 
Yeah, all very interesting what you do, Tracy. So I definitely appreciate your time today and, and I and I hope that you guys continue to thrive and, and you get the community support that you need. Thank you for this opportunity. I do appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. If you're not already a member, join the ARPA to take advantage of all the resources we have to offer. And don't forget to sign up with dubert.com. It's free and helps automate the most difficult tasks in animal rescue.